Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Positive Podcast. On this episode, I'm with Eva Medillic. She is an international speaker, trainer, and coach. Eva is passionate about helping executives, entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers to create heightened levels of success in business and in in personal life by developing relationships, influence, taking radical responsibility, and implementing sustainable habits for success. In this podcast, we talk about business, relationships, being the best version of ourselves, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, enjoy. Eva, uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Adam. Nice to be here. Oh, no, good, good. You're very, very welcome. I'm, I'm happy to have you on the podcast. Yeah, I know. I was excited. I know um, that we've talked about this for a while, so it's, it's really good. I'm happy to, yeah. to uh, you know, chat with you and, and just see where it goes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, exactly. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just thought I'd start by, you know, asking you, like, how you got into what you do and, like, mm-hmm. why? Because I see that you're, like, you're a coach and you you help people in, like, corporate sector and other areas. Yeah, well, what I do is, you know, I am a certified high-performance coach and a relationship success coach. And so what I found was that people who are looking for that next level of success and, and working hard, whether it be in corporate or as an entrepreneur or even as um, leaders of teams in their businesses, tend to do that at a cost. You know, they have that success, but they're sacrificing their health, their well-being, their relationships. So what I focus on is really 
helping these highly driven, um, high achieving entrepreneurs, influencers, business leaders, you know, have healthier, happier, more intimate relationships without sacrificing their health and well-being and without giving up their power. Because when you start to talk about intimacy in your relationships at home, at work, and in your communities, there's always that fear of uh, showing vulnerability, which equates in some people to losing their authority. And mm. so I like to help my clients literally learn how to have deeper connected relationships, which end up being bringing more joy in your life. You know, most workaholics you find <laughs> are not very happy unless maybe they're at a pub and they're drinking and they're finding some other way to just bring that happiness. But I'm talking about on a deeper level, which a lot of people seem to um, be afraid of or not have time for even. And also when we talk about high performance, we really talk about all the ways that you can achieve that next level of success in your personal and professional life. Uh, hmm. We talk about clarity, we talk about courage, we talk about um, uh, productivity, influence, and we really talk about health and energy as well. And we find that people don't have happy, healthy lives while they're um, climbing up this corporate ladder or whatever, because mm. they're not taking care of themselves on all those other levels too. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think like when people are in those corporate positions and they're like, might be the CEO of a company and they've got lots of people to uh, manage and look after, um, that they, they feel, might feel stressed or burnt out and you know, they've got their life as well. And, yeah, you, know, I like, mean, you know, I hear what you're saying in that. And, you know, if, if I can take a, a moment to just share with you, mm. you know, how I was when I was um, yeah. starting my, my own business, I found myself not only starting my business, but a lot of people who start on the road to entrepreneurship are working their, their day job too, mm. and are with their families and you know, I was I was in that space when I got downsized in the last um, in the last economic turndown that we had here in the states. And I remember doing everything. You know, I was working my day job. I was in my spare time learning how to do real estate investing. So I was educating myself. I was making deals. I was marketing, all of that and shopping and laundry and cooking and you know just everything that you do as you're building your business and then i you know i found myself in a state of being stressed out burnt out overwhelmed cranky you know it just wasn't really a good energy to be around and um you know there came a time where that was impacting my relationship with my husband you know, I was always under that state of feeling stressed mm. and doing energy, you know, I had to do, do, do. I had to get these, you know, these marketing materials out. I had to make offers on houses. I had to do. Mm. And I really lost sight of who I was being mm. while I was doing, doing, doing. And I remember one day going into the kitchen, my husband was out walking the dog 
and I wanted to find a photo on his phone of one of the apartments we had just renovated. And I picked up his phone and I looked at it and I saw uh, all of these WhatsApp messages from another woman. Mm. And in that moment, I realized that he was having an affair. Mm. And the bottom literally just seemed to fall out of my life in that moment. And I realized I could lose everything that I was working for. You know, we had these goals and these dreams and these plans, you know, and I, and I believe I even shared with you, like my husband's from Europe, but we live in the United States in California. And, you know, we purchased a, an apartment in Berlin so that we can spend our summers in Europe. That's what we want to do. And all of the work that I was doing to make those dreams possible, mm. I forgot to take care of my why, my big why which was my, my husband, our relationship and the life we had planned together. And not only did I realize that I could lose it all in that moment, hmm. but I also realized that I had to take responsibility for who I was being in the relationship. That caused a good man to self-sabotage in that way to to look for someone else and that was a real big wake-up call for me so when I hear you say you know people who are busy and working hard and trying to reach that next level of success often end up with a lot of stress and burnout and overwhelm that's what that's costing you you know it's costing you the reason why you're working hard is usually for your families and for the dreams that you have and for the lifestyle that you want to live. But you don't want to live that lifestyle alone. So that was a big wake-up call for me. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that part of, you know, your your life that happens. I mean, I think, like you said, when, when people are trying to establish themselves or they're trying to, you know, they're going into entrepreneurship, you can probably go into it quite tunnel vision. I suppose you're just so focused on reaching that point and you lose that time and sight, probably things happening around you. I mean, I've seen it in, uh, you know, I won't go off topic too much, but you know, the film Wolf of Wall Street, he's so mm-hmm. focused on getting bigger and better. He, <laughs> loses, he, you know what I mean, loses sight. And yeah, you, like you said, I think as well, you probably need, it's that, that communications key, isn't it, in that relationship? Yeah. So they under, they understand where you're at and what it's about. Because I think some people don't understand it, do they, probably? Yeah, well, you know, when you are not taking care of yourself, like not only was my relationship in breakdown, but my health wasn't good, you know. Um, I was having all of these neck and back pains and just from holding all of the stress in and not taking time out for self-care. And when you don't take care of yourself, it bleeds into every area of your life. You can't show up as your best self. You know, we like to say in high performance, you're not on your A game. You're not on your A game when you're feeling stressed and burned out and overwhelmed. So, you know, our communication was suffering because I wasn't feeling good. I didn't have the mental stamina the physical energy to give anything to that relationship in a way that wasn't carrying that that stress and that burnout 
and that overwhelm with me. And so one of the things that I do in my coaching and teach my, my clients is how to have these conversations, how not, not only to take care of yourself so that you show up as your best self, but also how to structure your day and your life so that you can transition from being, you know, a mogul, a go-getter, a high achiever, and then transition into home life to be the best, you know, wife, husband, spouse, partner, parent mm. to your family. You cannot bring that energy, that same mm. driven energy into your personal life that you do in your professional life. And there are certain habits and practices that we master in high performance to handle those transitions so mm -hmm. that you know you're in the mindset of okay now i'm with my family this is who i get to be here and also how to have these conversations and you know one thing that was happening in my relationship was because i was always in that heightened state of stress and overwhelm any conversation we had was always um you know it was always prickly <laughs> <laughs> to put it to put it uh, mildly, you know, we were always either defending our own point of view. There was really no openness in the conversations that we were having and in our communication. It was always, you know, I'm driven, my husband isn't. So there was always a piece of disappointment and resentment in me that we mm. were doing this business together, but I was doing all the work. Yeah. And so yeah. You could feel that energy off of me if that makes sense like yeah, yeah. you know and who wants to be in the presence of someone who's making you feel like crap all the time mm. just because he has a different energy level than i do and so i was mm. very judgmental around that and you know i look back at those times in hindsight and realize you know it's i'm embarrassed by how i was but i was very right and righteous in it at the moment because mm. I'm working hard so that we can have a place in Berlin so that we can travel and travel first class and see our friends in England and the Peak District and Alston Field, you know, like mm. all of that stuff. And I'm like, these are your friends that, you know, are in Europe. And so I'm working hard so that we can have that income yeah. to have that lifestyle. And, and so, you know, even though I noticed that there were problems, I didn't prioritize it in a way that we really got to work on them. I just thought like, okay, once we, and I know a lot of people think this, once I have this, so once I make a certain amount of money, or once I get that car, that house, that this, that, that, mm -hmm. things will get better. And yeah. I'm here to tell you, yeah, that might not happen. And you really have to find a way to set up your life where you can achieve that level of success in your business without sacrificing mm. your home life and your your happiness and your your health your well-being mm. all of that yeah no I, I i completely agree with you and i think that's that's really great that you kind of like you know you push through that and you made it work you know that you know things happen do you know with your partner and you realize that you know what you was doing and everything and the effect it was happening whereas i think some people probably don't look at that and they or don't don't take responsibility for it and they, they or they just miss it and they keep on staying in that lane yeah you know i always say um 
you can't be 50-50 in relationship. That doesn't work. You have to each be 100%. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, I don't want 50% of your effort in our relationship and our life. And, you know, people say that without fully meet, realizing what it means. 50-50, like, no, we all get to go in 100%. And, and that's what we decided to do. You know, I, I realized that you know, we had to confront the situation, what I found, and mm. we talked about it. And in that moment, I didn't know what would happen. I didn't know if he would choose to go back to, to Europe and be with this woman, or if he would choose our life here, or if we had to set up our lives to have that breakdown mm. lead to a break, break up, mm. or have that breakdown lead to a breakthrough in our relationship. And so, we made a commitment in that moment, um, you know, when we talked about it, mm. one thing we started learning about each other was um, what I call our relationship styles. And so one yeah. of the um, practices I take my clients through is learning what their relationship style is, their unique relationship style. And I have mm. an acronym for the word style of five of the five styles you either are seek to please you try to control you yo-yo back and forth between passion and disappointment um, you look to accept blame or you're an evader you evade emotions in yourself and in others and so and that's all actually those habits patterns beliefs and behaviors were all formed by your early life experiences. So we take a look at that deeply. And it was something my husband and I did actually naturally on our own because of the work that I had done in leadership and professional development and personal development. And I realized a little bit more of the why, like why did this happen? What was missing that he was seeking or what was his reaction or response to how I was being and vice versa? And we worked to understand each other better on that deeper level so that we could have compassion for what our actions were. And so mm -hmm. we were both hurting really bad in our relationship. And um, we decided we would not only comfort each other, but work together on our relationship. But here's the thing, not only did we work together as a couple, we worked individually on ourselves after working on ourselves as a couple. Now, who do we get to be? How do we get to be better people in our lives for mm. each other, for ourselves, for our work, for our communities? And that was the key. We did the, the both and for us. And so we learned how to communicate. We learned how to listen to each other without defending, judging, or responding. We learned how to be open and honest in our communication. We learned mm. how to, to really love what is and come to each other in ways that, that we weren't, you know, a lot of disappointment happens with our expectations not being met. So when you learn to have these communications and conversations in a way that you don't have real expectations mm -hmm. that disappointment level is is really um lessened and most of our response and reactions are when you don't respond to me the way i wanted you to or the way i thought or the way i expected you to 
and mm. which means that I have some judgment around that. And so learning how to really love and accept each other where they're at and give people space to grow. One of the things my husband said to me at that time was, I'm not as fast as you. I'm not as driven as you. You know, I do things at a different pace. And, you know, what I was doing in that relationship was expecting him to keep up with me and getting upset and frustrated when he couldn't. And so I get to honor his process and his pace and his space and make it safe for him to do things in his own timing. Doesn't mean that he's not all in. So there was just a lot of discovery in who we are as, as people that went deeper than our relationship had gone before. And so I like to say, we got rid of our old relationship and built a new one mm. based on our new way of being. Yeah, no, it's that's really like you know really lovely to li to listen to what you were saying, and um, you know I I can kind of relate to parts of what you said from you know things I've experienced in relationships, and like you said, it's not fifty fifty; it's you know one hundred percent all in either side. Yeah, and you have to kind of go away and work on yourself to you know, to be a better version of yourself for that person to do the same and then you kind of come together in the middle. And yeah. it's like not, it's not a one-way street, is it? You know, what person's got to do the same work as that, what you're doing. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. You know, I hear you on, on that because there was a time when after we finished our couples therapy, that, um, you know, he thought, okay, we're good now, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. it was non-negotiable for me. Like if I'm gonna continue, I, I hired a coach to work with me on my way of being, how I was showing up, how I can be a better um, mom, wife, dog mom, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, entrepreneur, <laughs> better with my, my clients and the people I serve. And it was just like, I'm not just gonna work on myself and you just like, okay, I'm good. So that was a non-negotiable for me in the relationship that we both had to work on each, on ourselves individually. You know, he was resistant at first, but he didn't choose coaching. He actually chose to um, work further uh, in therapy on his own. Hmm. And so it's like, as long as you do something, you know, these are the two hmm. choices. Like, and you know, and at the time, you know, people look at well therapy is going to cost this much or coaching is going to cost this much. Cause like I said, we're in America, so we don't get a lot of areas. And you know, but it came down like, well, what's it going to cost us in our relationship not to invest mm. in, you know, in ourselves so that we can have the relationship that's happier, healthier, more fulfilling and more intimate than what we had before. And um, so for me, it took, um, you know, a gym membership, you know, taking the time to work out and work mm -hmm. on my, my physical health and well-being, adopting a meditative practice so mm -hmm. that I can have that quiet space for my mind and it's not always on the go and spinning so that I have the bandwidth to really be present in my relationship and really being a generous listener, really you know, learning how to accept and take feedback, learning how to 
really set an intention for how we communicate and what the results we want out of that communication. So, you know, I had to learn to do all of that. That doesn't come naturally, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and to be shown what that looks like, to be shown my blind spots in that, because, you know, I still have a lot of judgmental tendencies based on my early life experiences of being judged all the time. So we kind of bring that into to who we are and our personality. Mm. So, yeah, it, 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 was, um, it was hard, but it was worth it because mm. we're, great. we're great now. Fast forward yeah. four years later, we're, yeah. you know, we're not perfect. We still stumble, but we know how to recover and we know how to really show up for each other big time, mm. which is awesome. No, I, I, I congratulate you on that, you know, and I think to, to like, you know, have that happen and grow stronger and make the decision in yourself to, you know, work on yourself in certain areas, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of discipline, doesn't it, I suppose? And some sometimes it's, it's weird. Like sometimes things have to happen in certain relationships or in relationships for, for it to get stronger in some way. Yeah. I always say that my husband's cheating on me was the best thing that ever happened to our relationship because of mm. what we were able to build and create, not only as a couple, but we went into creating um, things on our own. Like the, mm. the real estate company, for example, that I was building at that time, which was my baby and my company, I actually asked him to take it over so that I can concentrate on my coaching, mm. and my coaching business, you know, and I, I, I'm still involved in that business, but not to the degree that he is. And so I just gave him that amount of trust mm. and had him take over that business, which is so unlike my personality. I am such a controller. I built this business. It's mine. You know, like that kind of thing. And I was just like, okay, he and our relationship are more important to me than holding on to that control. And so, yeah, it was hard. I needed, I needed somebody to hold my hand as I was giving up control. And so that's where my, my coach really came in really big and powerful and strong for me to really, you know, help me be clear on yeah. all I wanted to play and, and what the relationship I wanted to have and the, to help me see my blind spots where I was still being controlling in areas. And so, you know, we gave each other a lot of space and grace to grow into our, our, our way of being. And mm. so, so that was important too. But um, yeah, I don't think I could have done it alone for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I really need some support in that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely that yin and yang, isn't it, in a relationship? Like, I, I mean, I, I've had relationships in the past, and it's that, you know, communication is, like, key. And, you know, sometimes, like... And I think as well, what comes into it is that we live in such a... I know things have slowed down now since COVID, but yeah. in society, there's so much going on, and we're so busy, people can be caught up in so much. So... Yeah what they're processing, if they've got problems in the relationship, they might get distracted by something else or not think about it or mm -hmm. put it under the table. And then two weeks later, they communicate how they actually feel about something. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it, we are so afraid of being honest in our communication because 
you know, you don't want to avoid a fight, although there's some couples who, you know, some people who love that confrontation and, 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 and going for it and getting into it. But, um, you know, learning how to communicate so that what you're saying is not met with defensiveness and really being able to listen. So one, one thing that I help my clients with is what I call generous, generous listening. When someone says to you, you know, you know, Adam, we need to talk. <laughs> um, first of all, what goes through your head when somebody says that is usually, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of conversation is this going to be? Am I in trouble or whatever? And so what I, what I share with my clients, if you're the initiator of the conversation, um, first of all, you've got to find out if this is a good time. You know, hmm. when, when can we have time to talk? Is this a good time? Because if your, your next podcast is in five minutes, I'm not going to have a serious conversation with you right now. Okay. Yeah. If you have been going all morning and haven't eaten yet, I'm certainly not going to have a serious conversation with you now when you're hungry and cranky. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or hangry. And so you really want to make sure that the person you're talking to and need to have a conversation with is in a space to be present, to be fully present and hear you. You, you know, you also want to make sure that you start off the conversation with acknowledgement and appreciation. Don't go into everything that's wrong right away. You did this and I felt like this and all of that. Do you, you know, it feels like an attack. <laughs> so I like to, to tell people, you know, you wouldn't plant, you know, your garden in the winter or in hard rocky soil when spring came without first tilling the soil, putting fertilizer in it, removing the weeds and the rocks and the old roots, which I just planted my garden and I didn't do that. So that's why it's not doing very well. And I use this yeah. analogy all the time. <laughs> so you really want to make sure that a person is in a place to actually be able to hear you and hear you in a way that doesn't bring up their defenses, you know, when they're talking to you. And so one of the ways to do that is to start with acknowledgement. Now, acknowledgement doesn't mean, you know, blowing smoke and, and mm. fake, you know, being fake, but you know what? I appreciate you, you know, for, you know, find something that you can mm. appreciate somebody for or acknowledge how hard they're working or how difficult a task must be. It doesn't always have to be positive, but I know that might've been hard for you and I, and I get that. So, you know, whatever it is, the conversation that you're having is about, and um, you're asking them to just, just listen and, and hear you out and then share what you need to share, but also check in and ask, what did you hear me say? Because you want to make sure your communication is landing and if somebody is hearing you say something that is not your intention to say, you know, you'll have an opportunity right now to just say, no, that's not what I meant. Let me, let me say it in a different way. And mm. you're just really checking in. And so it's important to, um, to just be in that, that state when you're having conversations and, and be responsible for setting an intention. What do you want to mm. accomplish in this conversation? Do you want to make somebody feel bad? Or do you want to, you know, really come to a, you know, a win-win conclusion or situation? So remember this, I'll leave you with this formula. S plus R equals R. The S is your situation. Mm. 
plus R is either you react or you respond equals the third R, which is your results. So if you're gonna be a triggered reaction in that middle R, your result is gonna be different. If, you go, yeah. if you're gonna respond responsibly, you're gonna have a different result. So that middle R is where you choose. You choose how to respond or you can choose to react. Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> that's, so, <laughs> that's so, it's so powerful. You know, what, what you just said. And I, I, you know, I'm just thinking about past relationships I've had where I might have reacted. And like you said, re, uh, reacting and responding are two different things. And to really listen to someone, what they're saying. And I said, you know, like you said, everyone has insecurities or emotions going off. And it's like noticing that, isn't it? And not trying to react to that thing. Yeah. And, and, and figure out what that feeling is that's causing you to be triggered or want to react. And that's, that's why I really do the work on your relationship style first. <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> if you're a pleaser, chances are you may be saying things that are not fully honest in your communication because you don't want to make anybody feel bad. So mm -hmm. you end up not having your needs met. I mean, there's so many different layers to this to be able to go into conversations fully and honestly. You know, I, I created a guidebook called Six Powerful Ways of Being for mm -hmm. that foster effective communication and connection in your relationships. And it mm -hmm. goes through all six. You've got to be, you know, the generous listening. You've got to, you know, be responsible in your response. You have to be able to take feedback. You've got to be able to be mm -hmm. honest. So we go through all of that in the guidebook and it's kind of, the map that I created when I go into conversations where you really want to win the process mm. of the conversation. Mm. And that always creates a win-win as, as, as a result. Always. That's fantastic. So, so that, that guidebook you mentioned, is that like a printed published guidebook you mean, or it's something that you've yeah, created? You, you nice. can download it, yeah. What's yeah. that called again, sorry? Go to my website, hmm. evametalek.com, hmm. and just put a forward slash P-W-O-B for powerful ways of being. <laughs> hmm. You can, um, you know, just enter your name and email, and then the download will be delivered right to your inbox. It's very easy to get. <laughs> That's awesome. What, what a lovely thing to create for people, you know, to download and help them with their relationship and their lives yeah yeah no it's it's great it's it's a guidebook that i use quite mm. frankly because i know when a when a conversation goes wrong it's just like okay what step did i miss yeah <laughs> and then i realized yeah. a lot of times it's a lot of times for me i don't stop to check in because i talk a lot yeah, so yeah i yeah. have to stop and check in and say um you know does that make sense what did you hear me say and have somebody repeat back to me what they heard me say, because when I don't do that, that's when the miscommunication can just kind of spiral out of control. So yeah. <laughs> I use it myself, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's a really great uh, thing to do. It's, it's good that you, you know, you're so, you've got that self-awareness to like, you know, reflect back and like I said, take a step back and go through that. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say like, before we finish, I was thinking, I'm gonna ask like, do you have any favorite books at all? Is there any like favorite books that you have to read or anything you've been reading recently? You know, 
One of my absolute favorite books for everybody is a book called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincera. Mm. It's just, she, she really talks about coaching and high performance with a, with a comedic twist around it that, can, that anybody can relate to. And I love it because it's just easy reading, but it also really makes you look at being responsible for the results in your life too. And of course, I love um, Brendan Bouchard, who wrote the book, um, High Performance Habits. And I read it. Um, Mel Robbins has a great book called Take Control of Your Life. Mm. That's an amazing book as well. But You Are a Badass is like my favorite one that I recommend to everybody because mm. it doesn't take all of this so seriously. And we need to learn how to have more fun in life, for sure. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. And they sound like really good books. I've actually got that book you were talking about, the, the badass one, but I've not read it yet. It's on my, it's on my shelf with about over 40 other books that I still need to read. <laughs> do you, do you um, have the yellow book? The yes. yellow one? Yeah, because she made another one, a green book called You Are a Badass um, About Making Money. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they're fun. You need to, because I know you, you're driving around a lot. Put it on Audible and just listen to it. Yeah. In it's really going to, it's going to make you laugh and think. So I love that. Mm. I'll do that. Yeah, of course yeah. I will do. Yeah. Awesome. But, um, but no, uh, Eva, it's been, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And um, I was just, oh yeah. So where can people find you on social media and, and LinkedIn? Yeah, just um, Eva Medelec, my name on uh, LinkedIn. And on um on Facebook, it's personal coach with the number four success. That's awesome. My Facebook page, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I'll definitely share it when I publish your episode, and I'll I'll put your website on there and everything that you you've got. Awesome. Thanks. I but no, no, it. you're welcome. You're welcome. But it's been a pleasure talking to you, Eva, and um, have have a great morning day. <laughs> Actually, we're just starting. It's 9.30 in the morning here, so <laughs> I know the time difference is always confusing, but it looks like you've got sunshine, so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's sunny for sunny for now. I hope it stays that way. British weather. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity, Adam. I no, no, it. you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. But take care, Eva, Eva and uh, speak soon. Okay, bye. Oh, 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 oh,